1: You know, the world does need extraordinary and that is why I am here on The Real Brian Show is to help you, encourage you, and you know, to be that myself, to become the extraordinary. That's why we're here. Welcome back. It's another Wednesday interview here and I have another special treat for you today. I'm chatting with Erica Duran. She has the freedom to live and work anywhere in the world that she wants to while still having a massive impact on the world around her. I love it. Let's rock it. The question is here, uh, you know, are you ready to rock it? That's that's what I want to know. Are you ready? Because, you know, if I start the show, if I start the music, then I'm ready to rock it. Listen up here. We've got some good, good stuff for you today. So excited. Really. I actually got to meet Erica through the Podcasters Paradise podcast that I was doing over with the Entrepreneur on Fire Empire, helping them out, hosting their show. It was great. Erica was one of the podcasters that signed up and said, Hey, I'd love to be on the show and share my podcasting journey and my entrepreneurial journey as well. And so Erica and I got a chance to connect through that. I was very impressed with her story because, you know, not only is she a podcaster and she does, uh, she does all kinds of stuff. She's got a show that does that, but, but she's really an interesting entrepreneur because uh, you know, her whole thing is not just about starting a business, but she talks about this idea of a freedom based luxury lifestyle and at first, I thought, oh, okay, you know, that's the, you know, I've heard that before and everything. But well, when I got to hear her story, I thought, oh, I get what you're saying. She simplified her life so that she can choose to have the freedom to work and live anywhere in the world that she wants, while she's doing her business, while she's helping others and having an impact on those around her. And I loved that idea because I thought, you know, how many times have you heard that? Well, I don't know if you have, but but I've heard it a lot. The idea of location neutral the, the uh, working from home phrase is actually kind of outdated. Now people are now saying location neutral so I can work and live anywhere in the world that I want and still, you know, have my business and, and help others and impact others. And I, and I love that. Now it's not to say that you have to do that. It's just to say that you have the freedom to do that. And I really, really now now granted. Let me just say this. Not everyone is cut out to do it and it's okay. So if you're one of those people right now that's saying, you know what, I, I, I don't want to do that. I, I actually love living in my home and not going anywhere and, you know, uh, working in a, in a job that I can depend on. Hey, that's cool. I want you to know that this interview is not just about learning how to create a business where you can work and live anywhere in the world. Now, granted, that's what Erica focuses on. That's her business. That's uh, probably very much likely what she's going to be focusing on and talking about mostly in this episode. But, I'm going to tell you right now that, that some of the stuff that she's done for her life and implemented in her business is stuff that can easily transcend the business world into your personal life, regardless of where you're at. And let me tell you a little bit more about Erica. She is a freedom-based, as I mentioned this earlier, a freedom-based luxury lifestyle designer and a productivity expert. And she really is great at that stuff. She does help coaches, consultants, trainers, and other entrepreneurs to simplify and focus and be more productive to get that freedom-based luxury lifestyle that they want. She supports them in order to help them build their business to at least, this is crazy, a consistent $10,000 plus per month while only working about three days a week so that they can put more, quote, life back into their lifestyle. And see, this is what I love about her business. She's not trying to get you to work more, and it's not about the money as much as it is about having your life back, focusing and working on the essential while still being able to earn the income. Erica is a full-time traveler who lives at, and this is so cool, the luxury resorts who host and sponsor her radio podcast and her web TV show. Now we're not going to talk about this in the show, but I will tell you right now that because of Erica's business, because of what she does, she's actually built relationships with luxury resorts in places like Hawaii, for example. And in these relationships, she has basically a, a level of advertising and sponsorship where she gets to stay at these resorts as her home for a period of time while, you know, doing the advertising and the promotions on her shows. So very cool way. I mean, you know, you may not get directly paid by an advertiser or a sponsor, but if they're giving you lodging at a luxury resort, I mean, come on, that's, a, that's a great thing too. Erica, thanks for joining me on The Real Brian Show. Thanks
0: for having me.
1: So this is the third podcast of mine that you've been on now.
0: I know. I'm a regular. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: I'm glad you're here. We've got a, you know, a little bit of a history now having, I think we first got connected over in the podcasters paradise podcast. Is that right? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then you were on profit cast and, and, you know, we've had an opportunity to hang out. And then of course, um, uh, I, I came to you for some help, which was awesome during the beta phase of the real Brian show and, and asking for some advice and your advice actually helped to shape the show for what it is right now which is great.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, so oh, thank amazing. you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> well, I'm excited. You have had, you know, so much success. So what okay. we're going to do is we're going to like at a couple things because I know you're obviously very successful in business um, and I'd love for you to share, you know, that story about, you know, where you were prior to all of this. And then, you know, what was that one catalyst that just kind of kicked you to say, I, I got to do something about this. And then, you know, the story of, of to where you're at today.
0: I went to, uh, I guess I'll start college. I went to Cal Poly Pomona and studied hotel restaurant management because I was working at Disneyland for five years and really just loved travel and tourism and hospitality and all things like that. Uh, After uh, college, I decided, you know, Disneyland's pretty chaotic. I wanted to go for more of luxury hotel type uh, office space, I guess, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So I started working at a bunch of different hotels and kind of worked my way up the ladder and ended up being the national sales director for Marriott. I, I just couldn't really take it anymore. I knew I always wanted to be time and location independent, and there was a lot of politics going on. And one day, I called my husband at the time, and it was just was really stressed out and you know, he said, well, just walk out, just leave. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not like working the front desk. I'm, I'm national sales director. Like normally you don't just walk out of that.
1: Were there repercussions, you know, for that? Did you, did you burn any bridges or anything like that?
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, it was pretty messy, but I, I didn't care. I always had this thing in me that you only get one life. And I know that's cliche, but I just always had this thing in me about that. I've always been really sensitive to that. From there, since that was all shaken up anyway, uh, from there, I uh, sold my, I had, you know, the picket fence house in Orange County, California. It's very uh, Real Housewives of Orange County, (laughs) if you've seen that. (laughs) Sold that and a lot of my stuff because I used to be very very, very, very organized, but I had a lot of stuff. So I started being a minimalist then and I downsized everything, sold the house, sold probably 80% of my stuff at that time and got a little apartment. It's still in Orange County, but at least it was the Ocean View little apartment. And I stayed there for a really long time trying to figure out what kind of business to start because I, of course, had some money from the sale of the house and, you know, just retirement accounts and everything back then. So I felt like I wasn't completely... Uh, without any support or money in that way so then I really did dabble in so many different businesses I was even I don't even know if you know this I was a registered stockbroker at one point I was (laughs) sold insurance I did everything but what I really wanted to do was help other people Downsize their life so they could do what they really wanted to do mm-hmm. in life. And I think a lot of times our stuff and our credit cards and our mortgage and our car payment and our electric bill hold us back from all that. So I thought I would be a good professional organizer, which is someone that goes in and helps people declutter and organize their space. And I kind of was a good organizer, but I really wasn't because I would go in. I was like, let's just get a truck and empty this place. They're like, what is all this junk? So I wasn't really, I didn't really want to organize their stuff. I wanted to really get rid of it. And that's <laughs> not really what an organizer does. So, yeah. uh, but I, I was quite successful from in that from the outside, I uh, actually grew it to a little mini franchise system with 15 little locations across the country and a big, Warehouse in Long Beach, California that we stored all the clutter and actually sold it on consignment for the clients So there was this extra layer of income coming in from that and a lot of it was a waste of time little Mickey Mouse figurines or whatever But sometimes we'd get jewelry or a car or a boat or something big like that I just really created a job for myself and not the business that I wanted so around 2012 ish I really wanted to take my business online to be time and location independent. And the best way I knew how was to take organizing productivity, time management, something I really was interested in and turn that into like an online business and sold some information products and got some clients. But Mostly what happened was most people were coming to me to start an online business because they saw that I did that and had Mm -hmm. a productivity business. So if I just I just kept my ears open as like, wait a minute, they're not really coming to me for productivity or time management. They're coming to me for how to start an online business because they see me on Twitter and they see me on you know, Facebook, and they see me everywhere. And they're like, how are you doing all this? And how'd you do your website? And how'd you do this? And how'd you do that? So that's really the short version. Uh, And then that my productivity business just morphed into business coaching, which all time management is still very important in business coaching, but it's more... Of how to get clients, how to set up your packages, how Mm -hmm. to make sure your business is in alignment with the lifestyle you want, so you don't give yourself a job kind of thing nowadays.
1: I mean, I feel like I've been there so many times too. But I know, I know a lot of people who, you know, they they go off on their own or they're doing their thing, or or, you know, even if it's not even in business, you know, they're saying, well, this is what I want to do, but then later down the road, they find out that what they're actually attracting is something that's even a little different than what they had planned on. So, you know, you're talking about going off and trying to do a productivity business, but people are coming to you to want to know how to start just a business. And I thought that's so interesting how that just happens.
0: It is, and and you just have to kind of stay open to what's going to happen next and have a vision, but not plan too far ahead because things just happen so fast and different and technology changes and the world is just changing way too fast to have a five, 10 year, 20 year plan these days, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Which is very interesting because you're not just teaching people how to start a business. There are a lot of people that do that, but you're actually teaching people how to start a business that, like you said, is a true business, not just a job but also gives them the freedom to do whatever they want in their life. I mean, that's different. A lot of people will start a business and they become slaves to it. And I think you know, you're know, you teaching somebody to start something that's going to free them up, downsize their life, etc.
0: It's going to f- sound really annoying, but I'm working so much less now because now I work three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and a lot of people don't even book Wednesday. So for some odd reason, it's always Tuesday, Thursday. And then I have implementation weeks every three weeks or actually once a month. So there's a week off where it's not totally off. There's writing to do and there's social media to do, but it's, there's no client calls or anything that week. So it's, I'm working less and less and less. So the, the less I work, the easier or the more I could teach other people how to work less and enjoy their life because I'm, I am w- was like, whoosh, okay. I, I put the implementation week in and nobody quit. So yeah. <laughs> so that's okay to do. Like giving myself permission all the time to, okay, I don't have to work Monday or Friday and then I teach other people not how to not do that. <laughs> so it's pretty funny.
1: I would get super stressed and feeling like I was spinning my wheels. And so the natural tendency was to work longer hours, work more But the reality was, is I wasn't actually accomplishing anything. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when I stepped back and said, you know, let me focus. This is why I'm reading that book, you know, essentialism, focusing on those things that are actually essential versus focusing on all of the good things that are out there. Cause there's a lot of good things that we could be doing. Then I realized Mm -hmm. that I'm actually gaining traction. I'm making more progress. I'm I'm making, you know, I have a bigger impact and I'm actually working less hours, which is exactly what you're saying. Of course you've mastered it and I haven't yet.
0: (laughs) You're getting there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: From a personal side, you got to this point, choosing uh, this this path that you chose about, you know, getting into business for yourself and helping people to downsize, downsizing your own life, that kind of thing, you know, just the entire journey, you know, where are you at today personally compared yeah. to where you were years ago?
0: And I like that you use the word choose because it really is choosing every day to work with ease and Not take on a bunch of things that are busy work and make me stressed out and choosing an ideal client to work with and not just working with anyone that'll pay the bill. And it's tough to do when you need to pay your rent sometimes in the beginning. And it's tough to say no to clients that aren't right for you. But In the long run, I I just try to keep that really in the top of my focus because a few years ago, I just had one death after another in my family. And I think that really shaped a lot of my attitude now that it's kind of not worth it to be stressed out and going yeah. through all that because I, I know what real stress looks like. Yeah. So this, this stuff is like a game to me because I, I know what real stress looks like.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's a really good, I like what You just said there, you know, yeah. Cause right. Real stress. I've been through real stress too. It is kind of literally life or death or, you know, that fight or flight or whatever, but you start to, yeah, you're right about this. You know, about the whole business side of things, it, it is a game. I like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I use that. It, 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 Yeah. Yeah. Treat it like a game and you'll win more probably. (laughs) That's right.
1: I really like that. So something that I was wondering, it's created a curiosity in me over the years that I've never, for some reason gotten answers to, or maybe I haven't, I didn't realize it. You know what I mean? I'm just curious if you know, if there was one thing or two or three things, we'll limit it to three though. um, Okay. (laughs) Either about you, you know that maybe you have a, a gifting or a strength or something like that, or it could be andor. let's go with that, um, you know, that you did you chose to implement that allowed you to get to this place today that allowed you to set yourself apart from other people, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. And I I love to point out that you did say you might have heard this before, but it didn't register because that happens so much with a lot of my clients. I'll tell them on the very first call something and it won't register for weeks. And then they'll go back and listen to the recording and go, oh, my God, you told me this three weeks ago and I just now get it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really important that you you, we hear things all the time, but we don't really receive them. So that's super important but to answer your question sorry for the tangent No,
1: that's really um, important though i appreciate that
0: yeah yeah um i think the one thing that really turned the corner from me being on the edge of bankruptcy and getting evicted and having to go back and get a job and just terrible things was outreach and visibility is important but i think people don't do that outreach part. And that's the revenue generating activity. So I wrote this article that's pretty popular called visibility versus revenue generating activities, because you can be on Facebook all day and you can be visible and you can be internet famous. But unless you're truly connecting with people on Facebook or Twitter or whatever you choose, unless you're truly connecting and reaching out to them one-to-one and making an offer for the next step... They're not going to come to you like they might come to you. Let me just shorten it down. This if you build it, they will come mentality that is rampant in the entrepreneurial world is just crazy. Like build your website and build this and build that. It's not it doesn't work. If I get a magical client from my website, that is. That's pure magic and meant to be. But most of the time, it's me reaching out to people and um, starting conversation, making an offer for a free aloha session, something like that.
1: Okay. So so give me an example of what that outreach looks like for you. You know, when you're, um, you know, you talked about being connected on social media. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of noise right now in social media and, and I mean, podcasting and business and there's just a ton of noise out there. But when you're talking about a specific outreach for what you're doing first of all, how are you actually getting it to somebody? Because a lot of stuff gets lost, um, you know, in the noise, but also what are you? So that's one question. The second question is what are you actually saying specifically?
0: Let's just use Facebook. Cause that's how a lot of it happens. Um, so Facebook, I could be in a group and seeing someone really struggling with something and private message. Him, hey, I saw you in the so-and-so group and I just want you to know that I've been through that. And if, I offer free strategy sessions if you would like to chat about this and give them the link to do so. Another thing could be uh, a hotel starts following me on Twitter and I take that as an opportunity to private message them or even publicly message them. Hey, I would really like to promote you on my podcast or feature your resort or feature your resort in my videos. Uh, Who should I speak to? And I like that you asked specifically the wording because I just figured out in my group program that that's what was holding so many of my people back was they knew they had to outreach to people and make direct offers, but they didn't know the, the exact wording. Mm. And so I made a bunch of templates for them now and they, they're they just hitting their ground. Like getting their first $5,000 package sold, their first $10,000 package sold, just a simple template. And I think that goes to show, not for me to be rambling, but I think that goes to show that, you know, what we're really good at sometimes people aren't. And I was like, why can't you write this letter You know, they like what it's. You know, they're like, "How do I start my sales conversation?" I'm like, "Uh, "Hello." You say hello. (laughs) You know, (laughs) just stuff like that. Like, we, I take it for such granted that I, that I, I guess it's a gift of mine. I could just naturally come up with these things to say. But they were so many of them were being held back by the simple wording, and why? And when I put it in the sales module that I have, they were like, "Oh my god, this now it makes sense." Now it. works (laughs)
1: you know that's that's really interesting kind of how you're how you're describing that because that's something that i've been (laughs) thinking about recently not even just like with business or you know even podcasting but just in general i was thinking about conversations that i've had over the years um i don't know why i think it's because i well i think it was it was an interaction i had last weekend with uh just some random people you know just Mm -hmm. out in public and i thought Mm -hmm. well that was natural that was fine you know and then i thought why was that so natural, and why is it so hard to try to reach out to somebody else, or or to try to say something to someone else? Whether again, it's through business, or uh, you know, you and I were chatting before mm-hmm. this even works for dating. You know, yeah, <laughs> these are great yeah. things. And, and I thought, why is it so hard for us to craft something? And I and I just thought, and I'm not sure if this is the answer or not, but I was just thinking that maybe we make it harder than it really is.
0: Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, if you think you're not good at sales, I mean, if you've ever went on a date, you've probably (laughs) been good at selling something, (laughs) you know? So, (laughs) Yeah.
1: Because this is actually something very different than I hear when it comes to, you know, uh, somebody's, uh, I don't know, teaching on like marketing or or getting out in front of people. Because a lot of times people say, how do I get in front of people? How do I cut through the noise? But, you know, you really, you've said it, you're observing, you know, you're in a group, you're involved. First of all, your, your first example, you're involved in a Facebook group, right? Which is a lot more conversational than, you know, being on like a Facebook page or on someone's wall or whatever. Um, So already that's, that's a great place to be. But then, you know, you're, you're talking about, you saw somebody that's struggling with something that you know you can help them with and you're reaching to them privately and saying, Hey, I'm acknowledging this and I actually can help if you're interested and here's a link and you know, so on. So I, I like that you're doing that. I like that you're acknowledging with them, but you're doing it privately or somebody's following you on Twitter that you're going, Oh, I need to connect with this person and you reach out to them privately and specifically that I think is actually what's missing from most of the marketing. And also let's just call it success in life kind of training
0: to caveat that I do get my hand slapped sometimes in the groups where they're like, stop private messaging our oh, people. I and, but you got to I'd rather ask forgiveness than permission.
1: So. Well, let, let me be the, uh, the jerk in the group here and to say, what is the point of a group at all if you're not going to let people connect with each other?
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a scarcity mentality that, yeah, you know, they think I'm taking their clients or whatever because it's their group. but um, you know, apparently they didn't reach out to the person. So yeah. I, you know, all is fair in love and war and business. So well,
1: sure. But I mean, even I was involved in a Facebook group and, and I was really excited when I launched my show and just said, I just want to let people know about it. I'm not selling anything. I just want people to know this is the new show that I'm doing right now. And I posted it and uh, they said, you're not allowed to post your shows. Oh, and they took it down huh. and I thought, Whoa how is anybody ever supposed to know what I'm doing? If I can't even tell people again, I'm not selling anything. I just want you to come listen. And if you'd like it, great. And if you don't fine. but I thought that's the stupidest rule in the world. Like what's the point then? If we yeah, can I
0: think just people are getting just way too sensitive to yeah. sales and people making offers and people trying to make their business work. They're just, sure. I mean, they, there's always going to be groups like that. So you always have, just find another one or start your own.
1: I know. Well, you know, you're right about that. People have abused it. And so it makes sense. People are gun shy. Right. Right.
0: But you know, you are going to get your hand slapped in real life too. If you, if you do things sometimes and you have to be able to not care or keep going, you know, we keep bringing up the dating example, you're, you're (laughs) going to get some nose. Oh yeah. (laughs) Sometimes.
1: Yep. Well, it goes back to, like you said, you know, finding your ideal client. Not every uh, dating relationship is ideal. So right.
0: <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Good, good full circle. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it's true. But I, I like what you're saying there. So is there anything else though that you feel like has, you know, allowed you to become where you're at? I mean, I like that outreach. It's helped your business. It's helped you to be successful in connecting with people. What about, you know, in your life scenario too? Like what's, what's allowed you to, to get to a point today where you're saying, you know, I'm very content with where I'm at. Of course, you're going to grow. Of course, you're going to learn. And of course you have more to do, but what's allowed you to be content?
0: I touched on it earlier, but it's not looking too far ahead. I used to, at the beginning of the year, get out my big wall calendar and all these planners and everything and really try to plan out the year. And it's just completely impossible. You're never going to make a lot of money doing that until you look month to month to month and hit those goals. And then when that has momentum, then you can start planning out your launches a little bit better. But when you're in the feast and famine or the first few clients area of your business, you cannot plan your holiday launch (laughs) in in January. Um, But then there comes a point, there comes a tipping point where it starts, your, your unplanning is starting to hurt you. And that's when you should start doing longer term planning. But the problem is all the new entrepreneurs are following people way too far ahead of them and they're those guys are planning their year out.
1: Yeah. That is a really good point that you're here. This person's way over here. What's the next step? Not what's, you know, the hundredth step. Right. And the next step I think is where a lot of people, they never get to because, you know, like I said, they're trying to go on the hundredth step. They never get to the first step in the first place.
0: Yeah. Or the people that are too far ahead of them have already forgotten that step there. (laughs) I,
1: I experienced that when I would interview podcasters, I'd say, you know, how did you get here and all that and they they would totally forget what it was like to start from the beginning mm-hmm. and uh, i would say you know for somebody starting out and they, they just had, didn't have an answer it was funny okay so um, somebody starting off whether it's in business or in a dating situation or whatever <laughs> you know what what's the one next step piece of advice you'd give somebody i know this is a general thing but let's go with general for now
0: if you're trying to get a new job even or start your business and get a client is getting good at enrollment or sales conversations and i use that term sales conversations loosely cuz it's an inter- a job interview is a sales conversation i don't i don't want to say perfected but i really have a system for these kinds of enrollment conversations that i teach people that of course, mine's for people to get clients, but if you're looking to get a job or whatever else in life, you're always enrolling people into your idea, your project, your package, your, you know, uh, lifetime partnership. (laughs) You're always enrolling people. I mean, think back when you were a little kid, you try to persuade your mom to give you a cookie before dinner. Totally that's an enrollment conversation right there so uh, I really love working with people on that because it's it's the key point that they have to get good at and it also builds tons of confidence when they can get good at it and they don't have to worry about it because really it, you know let's just say their business doesn't work out they can go sell Lexuses and be good at it mm-hmm. so <laughs> I'm so
1: glad you said that because you know all of these memories flash through my you know, my mind as far as stuff I've read and, and just experiences. And, and you are exactly right that um, especially with the confidence thing builds a lot of confidence when you're good at quote sailing or sailing. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sailing would be a lot of fun actually this time. of yeah. year uh, when you're good at selling and like you said, enrolling people, I, that's a really good way of putting it rolling people into our, you know, ideal or desire or whatever uh, that that's so true. I mean, every single thing we do in life is selling in some way or another. Cause like you said, when you wanted that cookie as a child, you're selling on why that cookie is needed, you know, or why do I need to buy this car right now? You know, you're of course they're trying to sell you, but you're selling, you know, someone else on that. And oh my gosh, like in every situation we're selling somebody on our idea. I mean, we're not going to go into this
0: activists or politics. They're all selling ideas. They're all selling ideas. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And especially with all of the conversations that have been going on on Facebook, everybody's trying to get everyone else to believe what they believe. And if you don't, they get mad. Right. (laughs) Right. It's so true because we, we want, I think deep down, we want people to either agree with us whether or not they should, but we do. But also, you know, if you've got something to offer, then, uh, you know, and I'm talking about like even a value of some time, you know, you want people to get that level of value. And so you have to convince them or sell them on why what you have to offer is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Regardless exactly. of what that is. So yeah, that's a really good point.
0: Be more aware in your own life and practice it. So when you go to dinner, maybe try to get a free bottle of wine or try to get a discount on some handbag or I would just try to practice it a little bit more in everyday life because that that nothing is gonna be really talking to the humans.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: And just being more present in an everyday conversation so that when yeah. you are in an enrollment conversation, you're not always thinking three steps ahead and how are you going to strategize this, but just being really open and curious with the person instead of like pouncing on them. Oh that's yeah. A that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know those natural born salespeople that, you know, they're, you're right. They're always pouncing on you.
0: Yeah. So yeah, no, we no, 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 don't yeah. want that. We no. want them to come to you because I mean, look what happens when you chase an animal, it runs away. Yeah. We don't want your customers or anyone to run away from you. We want them to be attracted to you.
1: Well, that's a good point about an animal, even that, you know, you're trying to get their, their trust and then their respect. That's the one thing I love about, you know, when, when I was watching the dog whisperer, (laughs) (laughs) he talks about, you know, the first thing that, that dogs and most animals are going to give you is trust. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. You know, you're going to feed them. You're not going to hurt them, but respect. That's a totally different thing. And, you know, you are non-verbally selling yourself and enrolling them into that level of respect, but of course, first trust. And you're right. You can't do that by pouncing on them. They literally you can. Or bite you. I just chased
0: my dog through the house trying <laughs> to get her leash on. So I know they run when you try to get them.
1: It's <laughs> a really good point. Oh, I love that. All right. Well, anything else you'd like to share with us and then uh, share your stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah. My whole online hub is at ericaduran.co. And if someone's just starting out, of course, I have private one-to-one mentorships, but I also have mini intensives that are like taking te- uh, coaching for a test drive to get a little bit of taste of, of what it's all about and what, um, you know, actually work on something in, the, in that conversation. And uh, my group program just opened up that it's at a, a really low price point that anyone can do. Uh, Afford, I would think, and it's uh, ninety-seven dollars a month right now. Oh, nice! Sixteen modules of exactly how I've done everything, and the modules are anywhere between twenty pages to a hundred pages. And now that I'm done writing all that, I'm going back and putting video and audio so that all the ty- types of learning styles are covered, but I just had to write everything first. Um, now I'm going back, putting video, audio, there's group calls. So we talk uh, almost every week on a group call and it really has a, an intimate one-to-one feel. So even though other people are hearing your questions, it's, all, it's it, as if you're on a one-to-one coaching call.
1: I love that and I can say from you know personal experience having done one of your mini intensives that you know your your expertise and your help is invaluable. So definitely worth it if you're looking to get some help with your business or I know some of you I know some of you right now are coming they, you, you've come to me and you said I hate my job and I've got to do something <laughs> about this great place to start.
0: It is. Cool. It is. And I, I love working with those people that just want to get out of their job and have no idea what kind of business to start because that's like a big treasure hunt for me. <laughs>
1: totally. It was fun working with you because you had so much. It wasn't just passion, but it was almost like a, an excitement about you know, wanting to help and trying to figure things out. It was really cool.
0: Yeah, oh, so, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for taking me up on that. That well, was a, a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. And Erica, thank you for taking me up on uh, being here on The Real Brian Show. I really appreciate it. And you shared some great stuff today. And I, I honestly, it's stuff I'm going to take to heart too, because I'm always looking for those things that go, oh, yeah, that's what I need to be doing. And, and I know we can all learn from this. So thanks for taking the time today. I really appreciate it.
0: No, thank you. I love these conversations. They're so interesting to me. So thank you.
1: Thank you, Erica. Really, really appreciate it. All right, so my, my takeaway here today, um, now granted you might have taken something different away, but I really, really liked this. The idea of downsizing your life so that you can do what you really want to do. Uh, I like the part that she's talking about outreaching to people and connecting with people. So, you know, you're letting people know that you're here, you're acknowledging where they're at and you're, you're offering something to them, whatever that may be. So in business, obviously that's offering a solution and a service, but in a personal setting, that may just be saying, I'm here as a friend. How many times in our lives, That, you know, either we've been through this or we've known somebody that have been through this where they've had a legitimate need. They're going through a tough time. They lost a loved one, something. And how many times have we either experienced or been this person who didn't do or say anything at all because we, quote, didn't know what to say? Let me tell you from personal experience, that is the absolute worst possible thing that you could do to someone. If you don't know what to say, the best thing that you can do is to contact that person and say, listen, I have no idea what to say here. I have no experience with this, but I just want you to know I'm here. If you need anything at all, I'm here. So whether you're reaching out to somebody offering a solution with a business or whether you're just reaching out to a friend and letting them know that you're there. I love that. Okay. So the next thing, and I loved this, is getting really good at the quote sales, end quote conversations. The idea that we're enrolling people into our desire ideal. I think that's a really good point. Erica, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate all that. That was just tremendous. I learned a lot of that. Hopefully, you got something out of it as well. And again, whether you're an entrepreneur, business person or not, there's a lot to take away from that. So I hope you're enjoying this Friday, Friday. It's anything goes day. That's coming up here in two days. So join me. It's going to be a lot of fun and we are going to be kicking it and having a great time and talking about whatever the heck we want. So, you know, join me here on Friday on The Real Brian Show. com. I am The Real Brian signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.